the college football experience. Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher slash Jackson State. Uh, episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and uh, get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com to start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Look, you already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app is live in the app store and Google play store. It is free to download and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. I mean, bombs thrown, shots fired. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. <laughs> I mean, you wake up in the morning some days. Birds are chirping to quote uh, Woody Harrelson and white man can't jump. Uh, look, I mean, what, what a morning I was racing to get into the office to, uh, to address a, a, what continues to be the wildest college football off season. I can ever recall. I am joined by longtime, longtime friend of the program, but I'll be honest, this guy, look, he, he I, I can remember a couple years ago, he was coming on this show for the first time, but since then he's taken that he's ran with it. He's the host of the NBA gambling podcast. He's the host of the WNBA gambling podcast. He's on uh, the fantasy football podcast. I mean, he's a- anywhere. He lays his hat is his home. Shout out to my guy and welcome on my guy, Terrell Furman jr. How you doing? Hey man, you know where I got my start though. It was right here. Right here. Home is where the heart is, baby. Basketball, the college experience. (laughs) Yeah. So you know I'm I'm always down to come over here and we got to talk about this shit here. Oh Oh, man. man. I mean, it it it, I know instantly because I know you that I feel like both of us are probably piping saying, Oh, that the nerve of this guy. But let me walk people through it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let me walk (laughs) people through what exactly happened. Nick Saban was on a show last, or I guess, yeah, I don't even know if it was full on a show, but it was a, a show for, for boosters in, in, in Birmingham, Alabama last night, where he uh, basically called out Texas A and M for cheating, saying they bought all their players. They ended up with the number one recruiting class, which beat, uh, which beat Alabama. And then uh, best recruiting class ever. Some say and then also he threw some shots at uh, Deion Sanders and Jackson State and Travis Hunter. Even though we don't, he didn't name Travis Hunter, but we all know 
he, I, I feel that's like what he was talking about. That's the only big, huge recruit big Jackson State guy. I know. That's, he's I know. a five star. I mean, that's the only five star they have. He 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 definitely did a nice way of beating around the bush there. But we all know what he was talking about. He also came at the University of Miami. And then today, this morning, when I wake up over here on the West Coast, I know you guys had a little bit of a head start. It was like right by the time I got, I'm having breakfast with my wife, and I'm just seeing Jimbo Fisher go all in on, uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher used to coach with Nick Saban at LSU. And I think we'll, we'll key on that for a, for a while here because uh, Nick Saban goes all in Deion Sanders went all in Travis Hunter uh, also responded with some tweets saying, if I got paid a million dollars, then why is my, my, my mom? And uh, I guess he has a bunch of siblings in mm-hmm. a three bedroom apartment. <laughs> Three we, bedroom, yeah, like what? You got a yeah. three bedroom home, and you got five, six people living in the house. Yeah, and you doing yeah. that by choice? Come and I can now. tell you this, Terrell. I mean, look, I, I, I have, I haven't necessarily been to Jackson, Mississippi, but I've been to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you, if you got a million dollars, that could buy you a lot of things in Mississippi. Very so, much so. <laughs> so, so yeah, very much so. so I don't You're think Travis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, th- this. I, I can't wait to to see this matchup now. But I, tell me from the start that because my first reaction was, man, Nick Saban, he's a guy that's that's losing his ways to his own ego. Because I, look, we've covered college football for a long time. I have personal friends that play college football. That I mean, I, I've interviewed people that off the record have told me, hey, the SEC has always been paying players for a long time. Uh, I mean, I saw Travis Johnson, a former Florida state recruit uh, played for Fisher, I believe, or, or, you know, was at Florida state, I guess in the Mm -hmm. late nineties, early two thousands said Alabama offered him six figures. Now that was not when Saban was there, but that was when they were losing. So you can only imagine what would happen when they're winning. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I was at a LSU game, uh, LSU uh, bowl game where a bunch of LSU lawyers uh, they ended up meeting me and, and invited me for cocktails. I was talking to LSU, fa- you know, lawyers that were there in Baton Rouge. One of them said, uh, Saban wrote the blueprint for the SEC for all the teams to cheat. And he goes, I, I personally, I personally have laundered money for Saban. And then we've continued that. He's telling me this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know this guy from Nathan. So, I mean, I, I maybe, mm-hmm. he, but Come on, Fred Taylor. Just, uh, just what that that news came out like two weeks ago. I know Fred Taylor was back in the nineties. Apparently, he pocketed. Uh, it's always happened. Yes, it's especially happened. in the so SEC. We, especially in the when SEC. It's, <laughs> when it's quote unquote legal now, why are we mad? Like, well, why are we so upset? Well, it's just dude, it's that, so frustrating. Well, that's why he seems to me like uh, it's it's the old man that is just first off big ego uh, clearly because this is what's happening. The NIL is legal and you're seeing change. You're seeing Miami be able to contend now, you know, uh, I mean, they, they were, they were definitely cheating in the eighties, but that for a while, I think they had to go away from it much like USC yeah. because of uh, the, the sanctions that came down on them. Uh, this is yeah. good though. The, uh, like just one week ago, Nick Saban was saying we need parody in college football. Well, you know what, you know what helps parody? When when uh, when Travis Hunter goes to Jackson State, when Texas A and M, who hasn't won a national championship since like nineteen fucking forty one or something, recruiting class. yes, yes. And then we he asked like they blew him. They didn't blow him out the water. Now Alabama was number two. <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> they irony. They didn't blow him out the water. Now I think they had I think they had some twenty something some twenty something top three hundred recruits. Alabama had like 
18, 19, something like that. Well, they didn't blow them out the water now. Come on. Like, this, yeah. at this point, it's a multiple things. One is Nick Saban and how he reacts to change. And this has been the, the knock on him that he's one of those old head coaches that doesn't like change. When we talk about the transfer portal, he did the same thing with Lane Kiffin and the transfer portal and talk about the transfer portal. And he even mentioned the transfer portal, portal in that clip as well. Well, uh, it, it's so, just, I mean, first off, it's unbelievable. Cause I mean, people that have been around the Alabama area, I mean, for forever, Alabama players, they've, they've been driving cars around that you were like, how the fuck do they afford this? I mean, th- th- this is what like the, the, the pot calling the kettle black or whatever, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is, this is complete nonsense that he would do this. And to me, the only way he would do this is because he feels threatened. And oh. the re- and I think the reality I'll is tell you why he did it. What's that? I'll tell you why he did it. So we're going to talk about it because he was wild for the statements that he said talking about the NIL, but a lot of people didn't see what he was, what he was hinting at. And the real reason he said all of that stuff and why he knew that the NIL was just to make the clip go viral. But the real thing he was talking about was that the end of the clip, Multiple times he said NCAA needs litigation. NCAA needs protection. Talked about the transfer portal, how the transfer portal and they got those lawsuits because kids had to sit out. And then the suits came back and they got the end. They ended up having to just drop it and letting them play. And then they ended up changing the rule for the transfer portal. This is this is what it is. I'll go ahead and let the conspiracy theories fly and all that, but that's what I'm gonna tell you. I think that this is this is something bigger, but it doesn't change the fact that Nick Saban's lame for that. That is so lame, man. Well, I mean, yeah, I do think like yes, uh, you know, he's asking for NCAA help, but the NCAA also is is kind of in a spot where if they do help, I do believe college football will break off away from them. So they're kind of in this spot where they can't help because this is state legislature. The NCAA has got mm-hmm. nothing to do with these states that, you know, uh, Tennessee just passed a law that makes them, you know, you can't, you can't override the state law. You know what I mean? Because like the federal government won't get involved yeah, and that's yeah. what they're, and that's what they're trying to strong harm. And that's what I think was the underlying point of this by Nick Saban and potentially also the NCAA is that Hey, we need to get some federal legislation that protects the NCAA so they can start regulating some of this NIL stuff because there's nothing there's there's no crime. There's yeah. no crime if Texas A&M says, "All right, y'all come here, we're going to give you an NIL deal." But here's what? the problem. There's no crime in that. Here's the problem. If the NCAA does do something, they're going to lose in court because the state law is the state law yes. and th- and then they'll break away from uh then then I do think uh you know that that loss will then s- the NCAA will be done. And these universities will break away, which I think is, is inevitable anyway. But I mean, just how about this Jimbo Fisher on his press conference called, you know, uh, Nick Saban, a narcissist said, we build him up to be this, you know, God in college football, mm-hmm. uh, go Take dig it. Yeah. Go dig into his past, which if anyone knows his past, Jim Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher he was his offensive him. coordinator when he won the yep. national championship and, and basically saying, if you're reading in between the lines here, He's saying, Hey, Nick Saban's been cheating this entire time. He even made a statement saying, I saw Bobby Bowden do it the right way. And I knew there's a reason why I never came back to work for Nick Saban saying he does it the wrong way. I uh-huh. mean, just coming at him, but that's, that's the part that, that to me is just the, the it's unbelievable to me that someone would sit there. Someone that we know has been cheating. Like, uh-huh. and, and the fact he said, I didn't buy one player he, last night. He said, 
Look, <laughs> we didn't buy what Bryce Young just got like a million dollar, I think nine hundred thousand no, dollars. Don't even have yeah. to talk about Bryce Young. Let's talk about everything beforehand. Like, let's talk about all the under under the table deals, all the time that you were sitting in some mother's kitchen and you threw a hundred thousand dollars on the table. Let's talk about that if we want to talk. Like, <laughs> like yeah. let's, no, but for real, like let's talk about it. You just heard uh, Johnson talking about. He he offered me six figures. Come on, yeah, like, if yeah. you want to talk, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. let's talk about all of it. Is oh. at this point all it is is because he says he don't think he can keep up if people are just giving nil deals. He said that we don't give anybody an nil deal. They come here and they earn it on their own and all that. And you know we can't keep up. But Wh- whatever they, he wants to tell himself so he can sleep at night. Just open up the checkbook more. You ain't gonna miss it. I promise you the booster's not gonna miss it. I promise you the school not gonna miss it. If you want the players come, open up the checkbook more because them players need it. And I feel like he is being a little unsympathetic to the players who they're they're playing in college is their whole pa- family's livelihood. Yeah. If and- they go and they sign that NIL deal for a hundred thousand dollars, that money is going straight back to their family. So let's be a little bit more sympathetic what some of these players is going through and let them get paid for their work and don't be mad if somebody else offering oh. them more than what you offering them. Yeah, and to come at Jackson State, you're Alabama who's been given every every advantage uh for a long time. And to come at Jackson State when 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 they land the top player, that's like to me when that's like the greatest funneled, story in college money football. Was funneled yeah. out of HBCUs. For years, I know players and money were funneled out of HBCUs for years, and you have the nerve to attack Jackson State because they want to use an NIL deal to get a five-star recruit when the school was built for people that look like us. Yeah, and and And, you know why? Because these players were taken. Come on now, come on. I mean, money was funneled out of those schools for years. Exactly. For years. I mean, dude. and now they want to even the playing field, and it's a problem. Come on, it's, you're not worried about Jackson State. You, you dog wash Jackson State. Why even? Why drop their name? Why? Yeah. I mean, dude, like I've never been a big Jimbo guy, but I, he won me over today because he's. I think he's spot on. He's spot on with it, with what he's saying. Is like, dude, mm-hmm. this is the pot calling the kettle black. And and for, e- for even to mention Jackson State, that's a great story. That's like one of the best stories I th- I can ever recall covering college football, or cover, or covering college basketball. Five star recruit. Yeah, five star recruit. And and you know, like you had mentioned, plenty of these universities, if not all of them, have been you know basically undercut for a long fucking time. Yes, a long time. And to, to call that out is absolutely ridiculous. When you're Alabama, what is he, what is Saban making a year? Like 10 million. I don't even know that number, but that's more than the whole Jackson state athletic department. I bet you, I bet you what he makes is probably more more than the whole. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't, it's the audacity for me and you know, the double standard, the hypocrisy, everything. And it, it just felt very unnecessary. And the only thing that can help me rationalize it, the only thing that can help me rationalize it, other than saying Nick Saban is lame as hell, is the fact that there was an underlying meme to that interview and that they knew it was going to go viral if he did this. And they're really trying to draw attention to they need to try to get litigation from the federal government to, for the NCAA. I, I have another angle there because look, I think that's a dangerous game and I don't know that they want to play that. I mean, unless, and I mean, yes, they kind of do because I think they do want to get away from the NCA. So that would make sense, but get to get boosters to, to realize, Hey, we, we need to be able to step up our money to be able to be on the level of a Texas A&M to, to get that recruit from Jackson state. 
Maybe Alabama money is not going to ever touch Texas money. I know. You know I know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that, that's what's so great about this is in a way, you know, he's, I, I think that's the real root of this is he's threatened, you know, Miami, you can say whatever, if they're fan base, Texas A&M with a backup quarterback, you should be threatened. <laughs> you should be threatened. Right? <laughs> of course. But, but I mean, uh, he, it, many people have tweeted this. A guy at rivals t- uh, today was saying, you know, they, they had been the forefront of dropping bags. You know, Alabama has for, for a long time. And, yeah. and now that there's a level playing field, you know, uh, now, now you're seeing what's happening Be- before they had every advantage. And that's the reality is, is they, they had every advantage. I'll even ask this Nick Saban, before you went to LSU, this is your coaching record. You're at Toledo for one year. You went nine and two in Toledo uh, uh, in 1990. You tied for first place. That's a good, that's a good year. But uh-huh. then you left for the Cleveland Browns after that. Then you got the job at Michigan state in, in 1995, you went six, five and one. Then you went six and six. Then you went seven and five. Then you went six and six. Okay. And then in 99, you had a nine and two season, but none of those years did, did, did you finish in first place in the big 10? Uh, in my opinion, and I've made this state before, or I made the statement before and in plenty of our articles over at sports podcast.com. I think he's a good coach, but when people put him on this pedestal, it's only because he's dropping the bags and getting the best players. Yes. You go back and look at what he did at Michigan state and Toledo and you combine all those records. I think he would be what? 43 and like uh, 27 or something like that, which is good, but it's uh-huh. not, you ain't setting the world on fire with that. Yes. You're not winning national championships with that. You had, you had adequate power five players at Michigan state. You had very good mid mid major players at Toledo, Alabama. You have world beaters. You have people that could honestly and truly have, have what it take to probably go into NFL very early on. Yeah. Maybe like if, if it was like a college basketball one and done type thing, they could go to NFL like that. I mean, like and, you and, have really good players. So I don't, I, I we, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. We we knew this a long time ago. I mean, look, I'm here in Los Angeles right now, and kids from LA right up the road, Bryce Young being one of them. Uh, there's plenty of them that end up at Alabama. It makes no in sense. Tuscaloosa. That's what I'm saying. In Tuscaloosa, who? That's really <laughs> the issue here. That's really the. It's the fact that when the money is the same, oh, I'm getting a hundred K from them. Oh, I'm getting a hundred K for them. Well, shoot. I want to go live in Miami for three years rather than Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. That's what I'm saying. Been to Tuscaloosa. And, and, you, and you really think the players weren't paid when a guy can be at the beach here in LA and you go and show him Tuscaloosa. I'm sorry. Uh, look, I'm sorry, Alabama, you know, I'm sure there's great, beautiful places, but this, this planet has a lot of other places, Miami. Uh, I mean, I think you uh, LA, you know, wherever, wherever mm-hmm. I, you can make a lot of cases. You're telling me though, that these guys right from the backyard of, of LA are going to these universities without getting paid. I refuse to believe that. I refuse no. to believe that. Oh, not, not the Tuscaloosa, <laughs> not the Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it's not just it. A lot of these universities are in some shit locations. I'm just trying to tell you. So it's not the location that's drawing them. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. I find this story. Abs. I can't wait for them to play uh, because I mean, this is this. I mean, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban were friends for a long time. Like I said, they won a national mm-hmm. championship together, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, for, so for, for Jimbo Fisher to call this out, I think is just uh, is, you know, he is basically implying he's been paying players the entire time. And now that he's doing it legal, you know, uh, uh, Nick Saban's getting it, uh, you know, 
getting panties in a bunch over here because he realizes a and M's money place recruiting class one first place recruiting class. Well, the storm's coming, man. I, I, I honestly, I mean, Alabama, yes, I understand they're damn passionate about their football and that's awesome. But the NIL opens up to cities and I think, you know, I mean, I know Texas A&M is in the middle of nowhere, but they have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, University of Texas, ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami in a big city, a lot of opportunities NIL wise, much like Los Angeles. Uh, I, I just think, watch me, where would you wish for? And I think that's probably what, it, what is happening here is because we're seeing a neutral the NIL is becoming somewhat uh, neutral. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Schools are going to be able to play. That's a neutralizer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and, schools. And what's that? And, no, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying it. Why it, it's the threatened. He feels like you said earlier, if he feels threatened, he feels very, very threatened. He talked about it. He said that I don't know if we're going to be able to keep up. And well, people have won championships, have done really well without everybody being the best player at their position. You don't well, got to have the best player. You can develop somebody. You can develop a four star into somebody that's one of the best players in a division. What like what happened to that? Let's talk about your quarterback history. Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about how your quarterbacks don't. I mean, you know, add on to the next level always. So I, Clemson, let's talk about that. Clemson I, beat them by putting much less players in the NFL. Yes. You know what I mean? Like uh, all, Georgia beat them and they don't send all their players to the NFL. Well, I they mean, did. Just, they feel like they did this year, but yes, yeah, I mean, did. other they years. Got a lot this year. They did get a lot this year, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying yeah. it's a lot of players that you sit in there and you looking at Georgia roster and then you look three years from now and you're like, Oh, this guy ain't even in the league no more. Like it. So what can you do if you don't have the number? Like, do you have to have the number one recruiting class to win games? Is that what, is well, that, that what you're that, telling that's me? That's been you my argument have to have the number forever. One recruiting class that, to win games. That's been my argument forever. And, and a lot of these like a- other college football analysts that, that say, Oh, well, you know, this coach is the best because he's there, at, you know, he's bringing in the talent. It, it's all money. It's all money, especially at the top. All right. Like, okay. If you, if you make a case where like, okay, Missouri or Purdue or I don't know. Someone the uh, Washington State. I don't think they're they're probably paying. Maybe Missouri, but um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that they have the resources. I mean, Purdue. We just saw them suspend their best player. Mm-hmm. That that would never happen at, at Alabama. You know what I mean? Like they suspended them because of academics. Yeah. Um. So I refuse to believe that it's every D one school. But I can tell you this: the best part about the NIL era is the fact that all these backroom deals that were happening with the SEC. And I think any expert you ask in college football would tell you that this has been going on. And part of the genius of Greg Sankey and then the former sec uh, c- commissioner was they finally got themselves to not rat each other out, uh-huh. right? Cause before they would rat each other out and there would be sanctions on these programs. Uh-huh. They've been getting away with it for a long time. And now that the NIL is out in the open, everyone can do this. I think it changes the game all on every, for every conference, for every team in college football. And uh, you're seeing the effects of it here with the, as, as uh, Jimbo Fisher said, the almighty God that they want to crown him to be Nick Saban. Yeah. So and it's like, the, you don't understand how powerful words can be. And now what if this has a trickle effect? Now what happens to the mid majors that yeah. sat there and they may not have no money to pay people, but they may have some sponsorships and their sponsorships say, Hey, we'll help cover a, we'll help cover a scholarship for this walk on. What was the school? And I think it was in Colorado and one of their sponsorships said, you know what? We're going to pay for the walk-ons to have a scholarship. 
it might have been Louisiana, something something like that. But I remember hearing it, and they said, "Hey, we're all the walk-ons. You're on scholarship now. We are paying for your scholarship." I like, remember what happens to those guys? Yeah, what happens to those guys? Come on, you got to realize, like it's just yet, like you said, narcissism, and it's just the audacity. It's really yeah, the well, audacity. well, I mean, this isn't the only time. There was a point he called out. I think last year, maybe the year before. I think it was last year though. The transfer portal. And, yeah. saying, and 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 he be really was angry at the transfer portal and the and I remember Plaxico Burris, which was his former wide receiver at Michigan State, mm-hmm. tweeted, uh, "Really, you're mad at the players' loyalty in the transfer portal when when uh, when you were at Michigan State, you know we had a big bowl game and there was speculation that you were going to take the job at LSU and you looked us in the eye and you said, I'm not taking the job at LSU, right?" you guys have my word on that. And then you went out and played the game. And after the mm-hmm. game, you became LSU's next head coach. Why? Because it was a better a fucking in. opportunity, a better opportunity for yourself, which is mm-hmm. all what these players are doing. He's been a double standard for a while, man. And I, that ego of his, it, it's, it's on the moon, man. I get it. You've won a lot of games credit to you, but now uh, the sport is changing and, and someone doesn't like it. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley learned from his mistakes. Lincoln Riley said, I'm not taking the LSU job, <laughs> but he ain't say nothing about the USC yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you ain't asked about USC. You asked about LSU. I'm not taking LSU's job. So yeah, I can't wait. This matchup going to happen in Tuscaloosa. I believe what October, the first week of October, I believe can't wait to watch this one. You know, we got you covered when it comes to college football, excited to see Jackson if state, Texas a and yeah, gets a win. I, I'm still early. Well, y'all, y'all break down the season months early, so I'm not even <laughs> that early for real. For real. y'all on like week eight, week nine, or something like that. <laughs> I'm not even that early, but I'm still projecting Alabama to win. And uh, yeah, me too. It probably be. Yeah. It, hopefully, they don't make that spread too big. But I'm still projecting Alabama to win. However, if Texas A&M gets a win on the road in Tuscaloosa, oh. there may be a changing of the guard because that's big. Dude, that game that, huge. that game just became the most anticipated game of the college football season. Absolutely. Absolutely right there. So college game day already already maneuvered their schedule to be there. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. They need some 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 bouncers. You know what I mean? <laughs> they they might be going at it. I yeah. love it. This is all great for the sport. I've long lobbied that NIL and, and uh you know, it is a good thing. It is mm-hmm. a good thing because there was an imbalance be I, I, the, the, it amazes me how many fans were naive to, they were saying, Oh, they're now they're paying the players. I'm not going to watch the sport. I see it on Twitter every day. No, they paid. They were always, yeah. I'm like, are you, where the fuck have you been living? Like, are I'm you sorry, really I'm that not, naive? I'm, if, if I have a great coaching staff in Miami and there's a great coaching staff in Oklahoma, I'm from Miami. My family lives in Miami. <laughs> I'm I'm going to my like I'm staying in Miami. So we'll even if I live in Kansas, and you're telling me, do you know what's in Norman, Oklahoma? Nothing. Wasteland. Yes. Yes. It's wasteland. <laughs> it's the school, and then a whole bunch of nothing. It's nothing in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. There's nothing and, in a And lot you're of telling these me I can go to you know Miami or New USC? Orleans or Los Angeles. I not that there's not many people on the planet. I I, I believe in, or in this country. That are just going to say, "Hey, yeah, let me lace up and uh, let let me uh, let me uh, just sit here," you know. And I'm sure there's beautiful there's beautiful there's beautiful parts of all those states. I'm sure, but come on, yeah. not only Maybe. that, especially from an NIL point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and NC Nick were talking about this the other day. 
was that in Miami or Los Angeles, just your brand. Why's the re- why did LeBron go to the Lakers and and uh, and leave Cleveland or Miami, right? He went to Miami yeah. or LA because his marketability and his net worth was going to go way the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, this is this is this is this is America, right? I mean, this is it just makes no sense. It's absolutely hilarious. I can't wait to watch the, that game. And I appreciate you hopping on everyone. Give Terrell right. F- Furman a follow on Twitter at really underscore underscore. What were you going to say, man? No, the only thing I'm saying is if you, any coach, any coach out there, and I know they listen to these podcasts, any coach out there feel like, you know, Hey, they getting ahead of me. You got two options. Either be a better coach, be a better, well, three, be a better coach, be a better recruiter or open up the damn checkbook. <laughs> Because it, times has changed, and these kids need to get paid. They need their money too. So open yeah. up the damn checkbook. That, I, I mean, that's another great point too. I mean, before we get out of here, was that you know, in any other profession, look, I get it. I, I won. I, like any other profession, your coaches are going to be paid a certain amount, but your 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 players normally get paid more than the coaches because the mm-hmm. players are what gives the coaches. You know, yes, uh, is it tough to coach? I'm sure. I'm sure you you spend relentless hours, you know, working up game plans and recruiting and all this stuff. It is it is tough. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you would not be winning if Bryce Young wasn't sitting there firing lasers all over the field. So to me, it's one of the only places in America still when you look at any sport where the coaches are so much more paid than the players. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense when you get to that and things are changing. Uh, for the, for the, I, I think for the better, I know some people might disagree to that, but yeah. Uh, so hopefully that continues to grow because Bryce young, in my opinion, should probably be paid more than their, more than most every coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you have, when you have the guy who's probably going to be like a top 10 pick or whatever, I, I know people say he's might be a little small. We'll see about that. I think he's probably going to be a top 10 or 20 pick next year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, give Terrell Furman a follow on Twitter at reallyrell underscore underscore. We are the College Football Experience. You better know, you better know that he will be back just because he's hosting, oh, just because hey. he's on the red carpet. You know, he's doing all these other podcasts. When the season comes, we're gonna have fifty gonna have percent back. Yes, fifty percent ATS, fifty percent of my locks, way over fifty percent of my locks. Come on now, don't. Yes, hey, look. Come on now, y'all yes. know. Y'all know. I'm I'm over here. Hey, I just trying to hold up what these guys been doing for years. We good. <laughs> there we I go. You, we good. There we go. And he will be back on the show. You better believe that. So give Terrell a follow. Give us a follow on Twitter at uh, TCE on SGPN. We are live on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the YouTube page, the College Football Experience. I'm on Twitter at DColbyD, uh, and we will be back uh, talking more college football. Pretty much five days a week now guys. So subscribe, check out our, our episodes. We dropped the past two days. Uh, a lot of good stuff there as we break down the 2022 college football season. Uh, what else? The SGPN app. You got to grab that thing. That thing will give you access to all of our podcasts and, and articles and it's free to download. Don't make a mistake. Grab that thing. And also because Terrell perfect example, NBA playoffs are going on right now, folks. Yep. Right. The, the just sport. Look, I know college football. If you're a big college football fan, you're saying, "Damn, we got three months, and it seems forever." Well, guess what? There's other opportunities. Terrell Furman covering the NBA podcast, the NBA gambling podcast. You got you covered there. WNBA gambling podcast. If if that's your your cup of tea, or mm-hmm. NHL gambling podcast. If you like hockey, I mean, it seems like that's a great postseason going on over yep. there. 
NHL gambling podcast, golf gambling podcast, USFL gambling podcast. We got you covered on the sports gambling podcast network and with uh, with the SGPN app. So check out all those. Check out the Slack channel, sports gambling podcast. And uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I can't wait. Hopefully, we're gonna have some more some more comments. I would love to see more of this come out. I'm wa- I'm yeah, waiting yeah. to hear more players that are gonna be saying, "Hey, oh, so Pro- Coach Prime is Coach Prime coming." He oh said yeah, he coming. Yes. So can't wait, wait. what he got to say. Can't wait for that. Yeah, exactly. I cannot wait for that. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. Saban versus Fisher and Jackson State episode. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. You come from a land down Oh,